I have dropped out of college. I ended up on a route that I don't think is a very traditional, oh, if you want to go to B, you, you do all these steps from A along the way. I've collected this random assortment of puzzle pieces in my life. But as I get a bit further, it's fun to see the few pieces that start to form together and that make pictures. Flash forward when I was in Biloxi, Mississippi doing disaster relief, all the street signs had been wiped out. I don't even think we had iPhones, so you're printing out MapQuest directions to get around. You have a lot of influx of volunteers who don't know the local area, and you, you can't navigate. So I took the, all those plastic bandit signs that you put up that say, we buy houses. Let's buy the plastic corrugated sign, go get reflective lettering, and make our own street signs and put them up on the street. And so that was taking this experience completely unrelated, but finding out a way to take the raw ingredients of it and then use it in a different place. It's hard for a community or an individual to say, my, I, I, you know, I had half my house wiped out, I don't have access to these things, and then get those resources from the community unless there's a platform like Omni that's already has the muscles moving of getting the goods in, knowing how to deliver them, providing that convenience layer. So again, I'm excited about Omni, not just because of the ways it can enable people to do things. I, at this point in my life, have a pretty deep connection to giving and charitable work, and I am excited about the ways that that platform can enable those things to happen. I'm Gregory Day. You're listening to pdxpodcast.com. At the top of the show, you heard Darius A. Monsef IV, the general manager of Omni Portland. For the past decade, he's led nonprofit organizations and startups and co founded All Hands Volunteers, an international disaster relief organization. At Omni, he aims to change the way we think about ownership with access to goods available within just a few taps. So I caught up with Darius at the Nines Hotel to learn more, and that's where we begin. Omni at the highest level is access over ownership. So the concept that you should absolutely have access to every tool or utility or thing that improves your life, but you don't need to own that thing because collectively we as a community have almost everything that you need. And if each one of us is purchasing something, it's just a bunch of overconsumption and waste. True. It's so true. I love this concept. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for me to see it. But one was we moved into a new house in southeast, and I have a small but yard that still requires being mowed. And I was watching my neighbor mow his lawn thinking, I don't know what the number is, but I bet one lawnmower is enough for at least 40 homes. There's just no reason. Like if you could schedule and find the convenience of being able to take that lawnmower to each person's house at the right time so they could just mow and move it to the next person. But instead, there's going to be 40 lawnmowers in southeast of my neighborhood that sit idle most of the time. It's kind of European. You know, European farmers, they share equipment. Mm -hmm. They share farming equipment. It's a very European style of uh, just attitude, I think, of sharing common resources. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a Portland ideal and something that people have even pushed back that these exist. There's tool libraries. There's, um, you know, book exchanges. I think in North Portland. And those should exist, and ours is not in competition with that. What we're trying to do is put the level of convenience on top of that. So that concept should exist, but for some people it's saying, 
you know what, I, I would just be willing to pay a little bit of a premium to have that delivered at exactly when I need it instead of for me trying to figure out these other things. So I think if anything, we're just going to help more people buy into the idea that this should exist and this is a way that I don't have to buy things. I can use the things that are in the community. And you can still use the tool library if it's near you and convenient, but for everybody else that isn't, let's help build capacity and infrastructure. If you're trying to coordinate meeting with a random stranger and establishing the trust and finding a safe place to do the handoff and with you know expensive items, it's hard as an individual to go through some procedure of verifying identity or putting some level of insurance in place. Um, by us having a secure warehouse and holding all the items, it helps us establish a certain quality threshold that we know we can deliver on. So we get it from you when it's most convenient to put into our warehouse. We do a bit of auditing and at this stage we're doing a bit of extra work for people to make sure that their things are maintained and taken care of. At, at some point we'll have enough volume of things in storage and orders that we can actually start then working with service providers locally in the community. When we get to a point where there's several hundred bikes moving through Omni, we can work with local bike shops to get those bikes maintained in a way that supports, again, local businesses in the community. We're in no way uh, bypassing the local community. We're just trying to provide a convenience layer on top so more people can actually do more with less. You're leading this brand new startup, but it's a proven concept in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands of items yeah, a lot. in the San Francisco branch. Yeah. And you're hoping the same thing happens here yeah, in Rose City. Yeah. Um, I love the concept when literally anything and everything is in there. Um, and that means getting into enough homes and getting space cleared in enough of those homes and having those items in inventory. Because then uh, I think... Value for single items makes sense. You have a very specific utility. I have to, a branch fell in my yard and I need a chainsaw to just cut this tree up so I can take it somewhere. But on top of that, there's a more experiential, I need several items because I'm hosting a kid's birthday party or I want to go on a weekend bike ride. Um, the, the sort of the bundles and we want to be able to not just have that specific item but the related items that go with it going sorry get back to the chainsaw example right. you probably should have some chaps and some other safety things that go along with just being able to <laughs> rent a chainsaw and we want to be able to have all of the things for that experience younger and you have ambition driving you you're really driven by material success when I was younger I wanted fancy things and then you get to see a little bit of success you get to taste that and then I think you become more appreciative of the other things that are more important in life like family and giving back I don't want to work on something that can make me money so that someday I can do good or more good in the world. I want to work on something and put my time into something that I know day to day the actual product and service we deliver gives value and does good now. And I truly believe that Omni is helping local communities consume less and do more and support and get better connected with each other. So we're doing good every day. 
you know what I thought was really interesting? Is your employees are listing things. Mm. You've got some stuff up. Yeah. You've got a speaker up there, Sono speaker, and some tools. Things I'm not using. And you're renting them for so cheap. Yeah. Well, part of it, too, is... You know, if, if you're working for a company and you don't use the product yourself, that probably says something yeah. about the product. We want, and you noted that they're employees too, the difference between yeah. Omni and other um, sort of sharing sign. economy yes. startups is they're treated as consultants, contractors, 1099s. Ours are employees. They get benefits. Yeah. They have equity. Every single person has equity in the company. So I think they think about it differently. They think about really being more involved with the company than somebody who's just paid. And we want them to earn revenue from having stuff in the marketplace. Your employees seem to be enthusiastic. They're great people. I don't, we, Lots of so, hashtags. So far, uh, I think maybe the hiring efforts have been exceptional. It'll be hard to probably maintain just the high caliber of people that we have right now that are setting, you know, picking up and going out to people's homes. But they're, right. they're great. Well, I know this company, this organization must be something very special because you know, you left Paradise to, <laughs> yeah. to join Omni. I did. Um, you did. And I've had two exits before, so I've been mostly founder CEOs in previous companies. And very successful. We raised some venture rounds and had some nice outcomes, and I found myself in Hawaii where I was actually born and raised, so I've, my wife and I was as well. So you a surfer? I wasn't. I, even oh. though I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt right now, even in Hawaii, I'm the abnormal person in long sleeve and hats because I got too much sun exposure as a kid and I try and avoid it now. But Hawaii is this incredible, beautiful place, both physically and culturally. And it was a great experience for us, but I found myself at the end of a one year sabbatical, being a rancher and a farmer, feeling like I just wanted to have more mental stimulation. I, I'm not done building and making things and having this exponential return on the time that I can put in like you can do with a technology product. And so I set out on the course of, I knew I wanted to come back to Portland. Um, of, I didn't want to go back to the Bay Area. Portland was the place that I feel like I could build and be connected to technology, but still provide a close quality of life connected to community and nature that my kids could get in Hawaii in a different way. And in making that decision to move to Portland, we looked at opportunities that were available at the same time when uh, Omni appeared. So it was a pretty, I think, probably initial conversations to moving into our house here was a, f a few weeks. I mean, it just really all, really all worked out well at the same time. So yeah. you downsized a bit, too. We did. went from 43 acres to a 4,300-square-foot lot, so it's a little bit smaller. We still have our ranch in Hawaii, and it's something that our family will go back to, but we are... Both the kids, my wife, myself, just feel like we slipped right back in to being in Portland. feels like home. The kids have not once mentioned that they miss something. They're just excited about everything that's new and all the opportunities that they have. What do you miss about Hawaii? The um, weather and those wonderful beaches? Well, it's been fairly nice in Portland. We're about to hit the winter. Yes, so, so right. far, it's been pretty nice. Um, again, I, I think I miss the beauty of nature and the culture. There's just something special about the Hawaiian people and the legacy and... Um, this connectedness of small communities like the people that were in our small town are people I grew up with and you just have this deep understanding and appreciation of those people but um, we're able to find I mean I have also relationships like that here in Portland but my wife who's new to Portland has even said it's been really easy to connect with people just other parents at the parks and she feels like this is a community that's really it's a special her. place yeah, it is. I mean people from all over the world that come here
any number of businesses that can be built on, you know, Craigslist was that foundational layer of like, let's just connect people. And then you can do better versions of a lot of aspects of Craigslist. And the meeting up with somebody to even do like a free trade or a purchase is really difficult. And Craigslist is good at what they do and I don't think they'll likely ever change. So there's opportunities for folks like us to... You know, a safe, centralized location. Yeah. yeah. It's a you know trusted person that comes to your home at exactly the time that you want them to be there. Um, we put it back in our secure warehouse. Nice van. Yes, nice clean van. We'll do some level of auditing, but hopefully you return it in better shape than you got it it's like when you go out into nature leave it cleaner than when you went out so right yeah. right i'm still figuring out the, the side but it's really exciting cool yeah it's and really exciting you know the more people that find out about it the more inventory we get and then it just makes the other side of that experience even better so it's a two-sided marketplace and that's a challenge of launching something like that is matching the supply with the demand and not having too much supply and then no rentals or also having a lot of demand and nothing to rent. So we're, we're trying to find the balance there, but it feels like it's working really well. If you're trying to give us, as somebody asked today, a car, we can't put that in our van, so we can't take it. But in the future, maybe we can accommodate larger items, but really it's 50 pounds or less and something one of our concierge can move i love what you say about scaling scaling you're obviously a guy that thinks big and i think this is going to be very big Omni. yeah i'm excited you know it's it's often where i have to ground myself back into getting portland successful but i feel like even just the conversations we've had the way that people have responded to the concept seeing people actually now renting and using it from ways that they found out about us that were organic like those weren't friends that we knew and we convinced them to sign up people are now participating solely based on understanding who we are and then able to rent i am excited for when we're in hundreds of cities and then the opportunities that come from that because then you have access to not just things that are in portland but things potentially that are available anywhere once there's an infrastructure in place to move those things around You know, we're going to be continuing to find ways to engage the community. And my growth community engagement strategy is really one of finding ways that truly, like, meaningfully connect with people that I believe we can share our business in that message, not do marketing that feels like we're just spamming things. So, um, you know, examples of being able to, like, power these kids' birthday parties is a great way for us to connect um, by providing the uh, goods for Make-A-Wish and reaching the people that are in that community. The other like random thing connected to this is I do a lot of kids' charity events because I have a replica Lightning McQueen car. It's a Corvette Z51 wrapped as Lightning McQueen. Uh, Permissions not fully granted to do that. But I've done Make-A-Wish events and like for these kids' birthday parties, when we delivered the goods, I brought Lightning McQueen because kids always go crazy when they see it. And if people see me driving around please just keep a hand on the wheel when you're taking a photo because I look over too many times and there's two hands holding a camera taking a picture of the car. <laughs> well, I've, ne- I've never, uh, you know, participated in Make-A-Wish. Sounds it's like an, a real fun thing to, to do with your free time. It's super fun because... How would you get involved with that? Well, one, I love kids. I'm on the board of my children's uh, Montessori school back in Hawaii. And like the two to four is just a sweet spot. If I go to a party and there's kids, I'd rather just interact with the kids than the adults. It's just 
some connection there that I really enjoy. And then the heaviness for me with Make-A-Wish is that I literally can't even process what it would be like to be a parent with a child with a life-threatening illness. And so if I think of like the worst thing that would affect me being able to just provide some happiness or comfort or delight inside of that is like incredibly meaningful to me. So. Have you been to the Night Cancer Center, the new one? No, I haven't. It's amazing. They're going to cure cancer. I'm all for that. Brian Drucker's going to cure cancer, all right. I think. Well, thank you, Darius. This well, was very educational, you. and it was really it. fun you hearing your, your story. That's good to meet I you. I mean, you've been so successful, and uh, I think Omni is uh, is going to, you know, blow up. I'm excited. I think it will be yeah. my greatest success, and so I'm excited to work on it. All right, thank you. All right. We're done. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was it. great. Cool. You're a pro. You're smooth. I think it's easy to talk about, I mean, like, I can talk about my history. I lived all that. Sometimes yeah. it's harder. Like, I haven't yet done enough of these things there. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day, that's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back midweek. See you then.